Does anybody know who this is? Who is this? This is St. Maria Goretti, that's right. So I happen to collect relics. So I have four first-class relics of St. Maria Goretti. This is one of them, attached right down here at the base. There's three others there at the bottom of that white pedestal. Today is the Feast of St. Maria Goretti. It's July the 6th. St. Mary Goretti has a great lesson for every single one of us today. Now that I've introduced the important person, I'll talk about myself just for a moment. My name is Father Meyer. I'm the pastor here at All Saints Parish with a brother priest whose name is Father Dan Mayen. And the two of us in Solidum are pastors here at All Saints, which is four church buildings that have become one parish and also of three other parishes. So we have a total of seven churches and three different parishes. We obtained or began serving as pastors together a year ago tomorrow. So on the seventh day of the seventh month, we became pastors of seven parishes. And tomorrow we celebrate our one-year anniversary. As I preach a little bit about St. Mary Gretti, I'm going to actually allow this relic and statue of St. Mary Gretti to make its way around. If you want to say a prayer with this statue while I'm preaching, or if you want to touch uh, your crucifix or your necklace to it, or whatever you have, or if you want to kiss it, you're welcome to do so, uh, because relics are real. So St. Mary Gretti is an amazing saint. St. Mary Gretti was born in Italy, and she was born to rock-solid parents. Like, I don't know about you if you had rock-solid parents like, who loved Jesus a whole, whole lot, but St. Maria Gretti had rock-solid parents. And her parents taught her at an early age that she should want to be a saint. Raise your hand if you have parents that have taught you from an early age that you should try to be a saint. Okay? She also had really, really good priests in her life. Her family went to church all the time. And St. Maria Gretti wanted to be a saint. And there came a point in her life where St. Maria Gretti died as a martyr. There was a next-door neighbor, a young man who was addicted to pornography, and so consumed by lust, wanted to rape and take the purity of Maria Gretti away from her. So one day while Maria was at home by herself, this next-door neighbor broke into the house and tried to rape Maria Gretti. And she fought with all of her might. And she kept yelling at Alessandro, it is a sin, it is a sin, it is a sin. He eventually took out a knife, threatening her to be quiet, but she wouldn't be quiet. And eventually he began to stab her. And she ultimately died from the wounds that she received protecting her purity and her chastity. As she was rushed off to the hospital, she forgave him on the way. But she offered her body as a sacrifice to God. She offered her purity as a sacrifice to God. And she refused to sin to the point of shedding her blood. Well, Alessandro was in jail 
Maria Gretti appeared to him in a vision, offering him a bouquet of lilies, which is why she holds a bouquet of lilies, as a sign of reconciliation. Alessandro, after getting out of jail for killing a young girl, has a mass conversion and becomes a religious brother, like a monk. And when she was canonized and declared a saint of the Roman Catholic Church, Alessandro, now a religious brother of the Catholic Church, was present at her canonization. It's the only time in the history of the Catholic Church that the murderer of a martyr was present at someone's canonization. Unbelievable. She is a phenomenal saint for every single one of you as young men. And I would like to say that she is a tremendous patron saint for your vocation. You come on Bishop Rute Days because you want to discern, you want to pray, you want to know what your vocation is. And I want to tell you that Maria Goretti beautifully shows us how to do that. And here's why. Maria Gretti learned from her rock-solid parents, and she learned from her pastors, and she learned from her catechists, and most importantly, St. Maria Gretti learned from going to Mass what love is. And what is love? The best way to define love, my brothers and sisters, is through the Eucharist. And through the words of Jesus when he says, this is my body given up for you. This is my body given up for you. When St. Maria Goretti chose to remain pure and chaste, what was she ultimately saying? She was saying, Alessandro, I'm not going to give my body to you. Why? Because who is she giving her body to? To God. She was saying, God, this is my body and I give it up to you. In fact, I give it up to you to the point that I will die. I will offer my body to you as a sacrifice. She doesn't offer her body to the world. She doesn't offer her body to pleasure. She doesn't offer her body to comfort. Who is the only person that Maria Gretti would offer her life to? To God. So what should every single one of us commit to do? This is my body given up for you. We learn that every single time that a priest takes in his hands and says, this is my body, given up for you. What happens to the power of the Holy Spirit at that moment? That bread becomes who? Right? It's not a symbol, it's not a memory, it becomes Jesus. So this is my body, given up for you. It's a miracle, right? I mean, we don't come into a church and genuflect, and we don't use incense, and we don't have things in the church that are gold because it's an idea We do it because it's a reality, because Jesus is really present. Those words, this is my body given up for you, they change bread into the body of Jesus. And I will tell you, my brothers, that those words need to change your life as well. Please repeat after me. This is my body. Given up for you. you. This is my body. body. Given up for you. you. This is my body. body. Given up for you. You You see, my brothers, I just want to tell you right now, for the rest of your life, I don't care how old you are, I don't care if you're 14, 15, 16, 17, or 18. Right now, I'm just going to tell you, 
this is going to be the most transformative homily you've ever heard in your whole entire life. And I know that you've probably heard Father Ben and Father Kucher preach, but I'm just like, this homily right here, zone in right here, brothers. This homily will change your life for the rest of your life. Are you ready? Here's why. Because what you just said is how you will live your life. This is my body given up for you. The reality is that every single one of you, every single day is going to make a decision. And you're going to make a decision who you're going to give your body to. And you can give your body to the world, and you can give your body to pleasure, and you can give your body to lust, and you can give your body to overeating, and you can give your body to overdrinking, and you can give your body to tattoos, and you can give your body to a weight room where you can blow your brains out and get really big and think that you look really tough because you have really big muscles. You can give your body to a lot of things, my brothers and sisters. This is my body given up for you. The question is, who are you going to give your body to? I want to make two proposals. And that is that you give your body to Jesus. And that is that you give your body to his church. This is my body given up for you. That's what Maria Goretti said. Here's my body, Jesus. I give it to you, and I'm not going to allow sin or impurity to enter into my life. This is my body, and I give it to you, Jesus. But we also have to say, this is my body, and I give it to the church. Now, that might look one of two ways. You might give your body to the church, and that might mean that you become a priest... Because I am married to the church. Father Ben and Father Kucher are married to the church. And every single day, we get up as celibate men, and we're not unmarried. We are married. I'm married to the church. And every single morning, I get up and I say to my bride, this is my body given up for you. When I get a phone call at 2 o'clock in the morning to go to the hospital, I get out of bed and I say, this is my body given up for you. When it's my birthday... And a 98-year-old woman in my parish has died. It's no longer my birthday. It's now time for me to celebrate her funeral. This is my body given up for you. When my parishioners want to go on pilgrimage or my youth group wants to go to a mission trip, this is my body given up for you. When I'm tired and exhausted, this is my body given up for you. My life as a priest is transformed by those words, this is my body given up for you, and I give my life every single day to my bride, which is the church, and I will tell you, it is awesome. I love being a priest. And I give my body every single day to my bride. I give my body to Jesus, and I give my body to my bride. I hope that some of you have felt the Holy Spirit and know that the Holy Spirit is calling you to marry Jesus and to marry his bride, the church. But here's the other thing, brother, brothers, is I know that some of you are like, Father, I'm just here because my parents forced me to come because they think that church things are good and that's why I'm here. And I don't really want to be a priest father. And I actually think that Father Ben is weird. Okay, so then, brothers, if that's you then I need you to pay really, really close attention. 
And you can talk to any woman in this church afterwards, and she will tell you that the words that I say are more true than anything that I've said so far. If you want to be a good husband, then the words you need to learn more than anything is this. This is my body given up for you. Because what is marriage? Marriage is giving your entire life to someone else in a covenant, sacramental, faithful relationship until death. And what is every woman longing for a man to do for her? To say, this is my body given up for you. In fact, gentlemen, if you propose to a young girl to ask for her hand in marriage, how do you do it? Like, what do you do when you propose to a young girl that you want to marry? Like, what bodily posture do you take? Yes. You get down on one. Do you, have you ever asked the question, why does a man get on his knee to propose to a girl? Ever ask, no, no, no one ever asked the question. How do I know this? Because I ask every young lady and young man that comes to my office to ask, I always ask, did you get down on your knee? And he always says, of course. And then I always say, why? And he always says, uh-huh. Because you're supposed to. And then I always tell him, oh, that's, really, that's a really brilliant answer. Do you want to know why a guy gets down on his knee? Because it's easier to wash her feet. And it's easier to serve her on your knees than standing looking over her. And what you're really saying, gentlemen, to that woman is do you find me worthy to protect, defend, uplift, love, glorify, and serve you and your children? Do you find me worthy to give my whole entire life to you and to your children? And if you do, say yes. And if you don't, then say no. This is my body given up for you. Say it after me. This is my body given up for you. This is my body given up for you. What does our church and our world need right now? It needs men to be men. Not a life of comfort, not a life of pleasure, not a life of ease, but men who are real men. And we find that on the cross, which is Jesus, and we find that in the Eucharist when Jesus teaches what love is. This is my body given up for you. We find it in the martyrs like Maria Gretti who says, this is my body given up for you, Jesus. This is my body given up for you out of love and with joy. My brothers, Jesus wants you to give you his body to him and to his bride, the church, because he knows that if you give your body anywhere else, you're going to be miserable. Sure, you can give your body to the world and to pleasure and to lust and convenience, but you will never be happy. But I will tell you, and Father Ben will tell you, and Father Kuchu will tell you, that there is tremendous happiness and joy in giving our lives to Jesus and to his church. You can talk to married men who actually live the vocation of marriage, that there is joy in giving their lives and their bodies to their wives and to their children. This is my body given up for you. The Eucharist and the Mass will teach you, brothers, how to love. And that's why you need to go to Mass. That's why you need to go to adoration. That's why prayer is so important. That's why the martyrs are so important. This is my body given up for you. We have to be willing to give it all. Do not be afraid. Lastly, my brothers, if you're wearing a red shirt, please stand. Or a blue shirt. Here's the other thing, brothers. 
is that giving your all to Jesus, if you give your all to Jesus, you will never be alone. If you give your all, if you give your body to Jesus, you will never be alone. And here's how we know why. I want you to think of the Blessed Virgin Mary right now. And I want you to put your hands in the posture of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Think of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And how would you put your hands? Your hands are going to be like this. Or your hands are like this. Am I right? If you think of the statue of the Blessed Virgin Mary, your hands are like this. And your hands are like this, right? Now I want you to put your hands in the position of Jesus on the cross. Straight out. Make it happen. If you live your life like Jesus, you will never be alone because you will always be giving your life to the person next to you. And you will find more communion and more brotherhood and more fraternity and more love than you've ever experienced in your life. If you give your life to Jesus and his church, and if you are willing to live your life like Jesus on the cross, you will never, ever, ever be alone. And the devil will tell you, my brothers, that if you choose celibacy, or if you choose to be married to the church, that you'll be lonely, and it's a lie. Because if you love like Jesus, you will never be alone. You will never be lonely. Because Christ will live in you and through you. This is my body given up for you. Repeat after me. This is my body given up for you. My brothers, your hands stretched out like Jesus on the cross. Is it starting to hurt a little bit, by the way? Keep that up. Don't, 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 don't drop him, because then you're a pansy. Your hands open like Jesus. This is how you change the world. But notice that it starts to hurt after a while, doesn't it? Being like Jesus on the cross isn't easy, but it's always worth it. Living a vocation in the church is never easy, but it's always worth it. To be willing to sacrifice, be willing to lay everything down for Jesus, and if you do, my brothers, everything will be okay. Repeat after me, this is my body given up for you. This is my body given up for you. Amen? Amen. Be seated.